0: of Greetings. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host Maggie Cavanaugh and I am here today with a sister in Christ Jill Reynolds. Jill is an amazing woman of God with a powerful testimony, but she does these great things called Brave Heart Workshops and she is all about allowing people to get out, get outside of their environment and to get a whole lot of restoration by getting away and all kinds of great things. So Jill, welcome to the broadcast.
1: Well, thank you so much, uh, Maggie. It's just a privilege to get to know you now and you get to know me. I just had you on my show. So you're an amazing woman of God as well. So thank you for inviting me.
0: Yes, I was so happy to have you on the show. And y'all can read more information about her down in the bio. uh, And it's a powerful testimony of the goodness of God. But she's got a great podcast. Tell them a little bit about your podcast.
1: Well, two things. I have a podcast show called The Connection Show inspiring hope health and healing and just most recently um i was invited by um x media ministry in springfield to begin a show live there on their christian broadcasting called the connection gathering and so my show i just in, in, uh, interview different people but the connection gathering is live streamed every thursday morning from 11 a.m to 11:45 a.m on x media broadcasting so i'm on that show too But Braveheart Workshops, I started it in 2017 with a world-renowned drama therapist to help people to heal from burdens in their life. And so we began by just doing retreats with this world-renowned therapist, Dr. Laura Wood. And then she ended up having a baby, and so she had to take her sabbatical. So Holy Spirit told me then to reach out to others that would like to do their own events. So I rebranded Maggie And now Braveheart Workshops has the ability to hire, um, people can hire me if they want to do a conference, a retreat, a getaway, whatever they want to do. I am a certified meeting and event planner. And then I also do my own events. So my next upcoming event will be February 5th through the 11th. So it's an opportunity for you to have self-love and give yourself a Christmas Valentine's gift and come with me to Aruba for a connection getaway for men and women to an amazing villa for six nights, seven days. And the price includes lodging, breakfast, lunch, snacks, beverages, and personal concierge transportation by me and my husband taking you wherever you want to go in Aruba.
0: that is incredible because a lot of times people, they just don't even know where to start. And having someone that's been working in event planning for as long as you have, I mean, you know, all the ins and outs of it, the do's and the don'ts. And so this is an amazing, how would one register for that if they were interested in getting away?
1: Well, thanks. And I'll mention one other thing from what you just said. So one thing my husband and I did is a couple of years ago, we went to a room by ourselves for an entire week. And we had one of the property, we had the property manager take us for eight hours around the entire island. So we scoped out the best beaches, the best restaurants. And so, you know, you're not just going to show up and think, oh, where are we going to go? Like when you go on vacation, Maggie, you're looking online, like TripAdvisor, whatever, and saying, should we go here? Should we go here? And you don't know where to eat. And then you got to rent a car and then you got to drive and you're in a foreign country and you don't know where you're going so we actually rent a van we pick you up at the airport and we take you everywhere and we've already got the best restaurants picked out and the best beaches and so you can go to my website which is braveheartworkshops with an s on the end .com and reach out to me too if you reach out to me personally which you'll see my phone number on the website Um, I am offering for anyone that sees it on Maggie's show through Christmas, $150 off the registration as a gift to you today.
0: Oh, wow. So listen, y'all, you need to check that out. We're going to put that up there so that you guys can find it. That is Braveheart Workshops, plural, Correct. Correct. Okay, awesome. I love that. And we make sure that you, we have it in the chat there as well. Uh, I'm having a little bit of issues here with my stream yard. I'm not sure what's going on, but it's not putting it on the screen, but there it is for you. And if you cannot find it, make sure you reach out to me or Jill. And Jill is also on Facebook as well. And you can get that and just say, hey, i seen it on Maggie's show and I want to know more about it and get registered because I'll tell you, giving yourself a gift of getaway is the definitely the route to go because we work hard all year long. And we have so much going on in our lives. And there's something to say about unplugging, but unplugging where all of the moving parts have been put into place for you where you don't have to do all that research. I love that it's all inclusive and right down to the restaurants because that can't be overwhelming.
1: Well, and just to let people know really quickly for a double room accommodation, it's only around $2,200 all inclusive. And I've looked online at all the hotels and the inclusives are between six to 7,000. So this is only 2,200. And the only other thing you have to do is buy your airplane ticket and pay for your dinners, but everything else is included.
0: Nice. That is so awesome. I absolutely love what you're doing. And so how long have you been doing this again since
1: 2017? Yeah. And so, yeah, so to take you on a journey, you know, I, yeah, I started in 2017. And I've been on a recovery journey for 41 years, Maggie. I, um, in February, this February, I'll be celebrating 41 years of recovery from crack cocaine addiction and alcoholism. I'll be at 31 years recovered from codependency. And back in the day, in the 90s, they used to have treatment centers. So I actually went to treatment for codependency. And then I led two Codependence Anonymous meetings in Chicago, and sponsored close to 100 women in recovery. And then I ended up uh, unpeeling that onion, you know, and discovering that I had a long standing eating disorder that started at five years old when I started chewing and spitting my food out into a napkin mm-hmm. when I'd get tummy aches, not knowing I had celiac disease. And then it progressed to anorexia after four, uh, uh, 14 years old after a date rape. I did not want to develop my body so i started doing white cross amphetamines so i wouldn't um look feminine and i didn't eat and so then it developed at 18 19 20 into cocaine use and so by the time i was done using drugs i was down to 97 pounds my eyes were sunken in i had no memory at all of where i was going and so god took hold of me um uh, I was living in San Diego, and um, in San Diego, my roommate, who was also a, a cocaine dealer, my boyfriend was as well, she had heard about a church in San Diego at that time was Calvary Chapel and Mike McIntosh, who's a recovered heroin addict, was the, was the pastor. And so she said, hey, let's go check out this church I heard about. And so we, so we did what any normal person wanting to go to church uh, would do. We snorted some cocaine before we went to church. And so we went to church and we sat in the last row in an auditorium that uh, the last row had around 60 people. And as the pastor was doing an altar call at the end, he said that the Lord was telling him that someone in the back row was to come forward that evening to accept the Lord. And as hmm. he did, my, my one knee twitched and i just thought it was the coke so i pushed it down a moment later he repeated that he couldn't go on till the person came through, uh, up forward and both my my legs jumped and the third time he said it they wouldn't stop jumping they were like this and so i leaped forward and gave my life to the lord but i it, it what it was an immediate conversion but i went home and continued to use drugs for several months until one night um, I had a fight with Michelle because um, our, our crack cocaine dealer was coming over and there were people at her house. And so she got mad because I didn't tell the people to leave. So her and I got in a fight. I ended up having a tubular infection and was told to stay off my feet. Um, at this time, I was so high, I could barely function at my bartending job. So I called in sick and got fired. And so three things I hit bottom. And instead of being scared, I felt the Holy Spirit saying, "Get in your car and move back to Chicago." And I was living in the beauty by the I thought, why Because everyone you know in San Diego are drug addicts, you need to get away and get clean. And so yeah. I got in my car and just took my my clothes and left everything and went back to Chicago. And my mother had been in a major car accident and had settled on two condos that she had just closed on in November. So she hadn't rented them. So she let me move into one for free for a month till I got on my feet. I put in in the ad in the paper looking for a straight roommate, meaning straight no drugs, because back in the 80s, straight meant no drugs. It didn't mean (laughs) gay. Different definition now. And I and I was brought a, a woman who worked at the Christian Broadcasting Network, Channel 38. And I started bartending down this at this brand new bar. And down the street, they had just opened this brand new church, which, which became a mega church called Willow Creek Community Church. And a guy at the bar was talking about this church. And so when I got off work at two in the morning, I said, Well, do you show me where this church is? So he did. And I got home at 3 a.m. Set my alarm, and that next that Sunday, I got up and went to church at 10 a.m. And started going there every single Sunday. Well, the funny part of the story, Maggie, is during this time while working at the rest at the bar, um, I had met a man one time when I was still using. Went out with him one time and never saw him again. And, um, somebody at the bar said they thought they saw me selling drugs and I wasn't. So I got fired, which was the Holy spirit helping me to get out of the bar business. Right. And so I got, I got a job in radio selling radio commercials. So I got out of the bar business. I'm now going to church. Um, I'm now, um, in fellow in, in a small group of, uh, a singles ministry. So I'm connecting with all these singles and just really getting my life in order. And the desire to use was lessening more and more each day. And so everything's going great in my life. I'm finally getting clean and sober. I'm starting to eat like a normal person again. And then I get a phone call uh, seven months later on a night my roommate was spending the night at her sister. So the, the, the devil knew what to do. He had her gone. I get a phone call from that guy I had met at the bar that one time. And he said, hey, Jill, this is Joey. I've got some great Coke. Can I come over? And I said, well, Joey, I don't do Coke anymore. And I'm not sleeping around. He says, well, why? And I says, well, I found God. And he, and he said, well, can I, can I come over so you can tell me about God? And he had told me, Maggie, that he lived um, in the suburbs of Chicago and he worked in a, at a used car lot. And, or he owned it or whatever. And so that's all I knew about him. I didn't even know his last name. So he came over and sat down and within five minutes, I didn't know it was Satan showing up in disguise. He poured out a vial of cocaine on my glass coffee table and I fell and got high. He wanted sex and I said, I couldn't have sex because I was not on birth control. And before I was a Christian, I'd gotten pregnant twice with my boyfriend um, and he had two abortions and each abortion led me into more drug addiction because people think that that's an easy way out, but it's not. You become more and more depressed. And when you, uh, when you end the life of a baby, you have so much depression set in and you have suicide ideation. So it's not an easy fix. And so when he wanted sex, I said I couldn't cause I wasn't on birth control and he said, don't worry, I've had a vasectomy. So I slept with him and four weeks later found out I was pregnant. So it was all trickery by the evil one to get me to fall yet again. And mm. so here, here I was faced now as a Christian at 27 years old with an unplanned pregnancy. I don't say unwanted because all babies are wanted, but an What's unplanned that? pregnancy. And um, I was in that dilemma. And so I thought, you know, God... I tried to reason with God, Maggie. And so I said, God, would you please just let me have one more abortion? Because I said, I am going to be so embarrassed and so humiliated and so ashamed that all my friends at church are going to know that I had sex outside of marriage. Because there's only one sin, Maggie, in the whole world we can't hide behind. And that's when we have sex outside of marriage and we get pregnant because the pregnancy obviously shows the world that you've had you've said and so i i was really embarrassed and so ashamed and i didn't want my christian friends to know so i thought god please let me just have one more abortion please 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 Mm -hmm. my roommate went back and and had channel 38 do a prayer chain for me because i had the abortion planned, and so Mm -hmm. one one day the holy spirit said jill take a hot bath and i always take showers So that evening, I lit some candles. I went into the bathroom to take a hot bath. And as I was taking a bath, I just cried out, God, it's only a couple of days before I abort this baby. I hope you'll forgive me, please, God. And as I cried out, I literally, in my mind's eyes, I could see Jesus walking down the path on his way to be crucified, carrying the cross. And as he walked... As he walked through the crowds, as he was being beaten, he was being mocked, ridiculed, spat on. And as he fell to the ground with the cross, he looked up to me and said, Jill, why do you care what man thinks about you? When mm-hmm. I suffered more embarrassment, humiliation and shame than anyone in the world. Whoops, something just popped up. Than anything in the world. Will, will ever face. No one will face this kind of shame that I've gone through. And so I, it rocked me. And so the next morning I canceled my abortion and got counseling. Yeah. I got counseling with the evangelical Christian adoption agency. And, um and I felt the Holy spirit telling me that um, I should parent this baby. And mm-hmm. so I made the decision to parent and, Today, my son is 40 years old and I have three of the most beautiful grandbabies you'd ever want. And, and as a result of that pregnancy, that night, I made that decision. I never touched another drug or alcohol again, never again. And so the Lord took me on a healing journey. It took about two years before I hit another bottom where I needed to go to AA And go to therapy because I still had all the trauma of my childhood that was still within me and embodied within me, which led me to my drugs and alcohol. Because I grew up in a very traumatized home with lots of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse. My mother did not want me from the moment I was conceived. And Mm -hmm. every day of my life, she said that I was double ugly, there was nothing good about me, and that no one would ever want me. And so um, so I lived with that burden the majority of my life. But what what happened, um, Maggie, as, as God revealed to me that I needed to go deep into my own healing of my trauma and do lots of therapy and lots of 12-step work and lots of my own personal reflection, what he did is in, in AA, they said, as a result of working these steps, that that you will be um, you will receive spiritual experiences and spiritual promises, like I did that day when the Lord met me in the bathroom. So one that I'd love I'd love to share the spiritual experiences because they're so profound. So the one that God gave me after living with that burden forever that my mom did not want me. So if any of you out there have ever felt unwanted. This is what God gave me. I was getting a massage and I'm on the massage table in a room with a a Buddhist massage therapist. And I always would pray when anyone touched my body that their hands would be the hands of Jesus. So as she was working on my shoulder and the lights were off, candles were lit. So the room was pitch dark except for candles. My body turned to the left on the table. And I started to suck my thumb and get into a fetal position. It was very strange, but I just went with it. And as my eyes were closed in the corner of the room, all of a sudden I saw the brightest, whitest light you'd ever imagine. In the like what they say in in when Moses went up uh, to get the Ten Commandments, that the light was so bright you can't you couldn't even be in the presence of God. That's what the light was in that room. And as that light came into the room, I literally saw the hands of God come from from that corner. And his Mm. hands just came, not his faith, just his hands came out. And he said, I am taking the sperm and the egg and I'm forming it in your mother's womb. I am the great I am. I am love. You are love. Mm -hmm. You were created in the image of God and i'm creating you and you Jill are wanted. Wow, so from that moment on, he healed that pain within my soul mm. that the devil wanted to tell me that we are want not we are not wanted. God told me that we all are wanted and we are all created in the image of God.
0: Amen. What a powerful, a powerful type of encounter with God. I love that. I love it when he shows up and shows us something. so you were kind of delivered from that instantaneously.
1: Yeah. So one last one last spiritual experience I want to leave your audience with today, because I have so many stories of my childhood, like so much abuse. I could go into that for three days. But the promises that are what's the fulfillment as a result of me doing the legwork. So, again, you know, for all of you listening, remember my story of of embarrassment, humiliation and shame because you are the essence. God, Jesus is the essence of humility. So remember that. And I was authored in a collaborative book with Elena De La Cruz called Fiercely Faithful, where I share my story that I just shared. And then this wanted story. Was that Elizabeth book? Yeah, Elizabeth, and I'm in that book with Elizabeth, yes. And then, so my chapter is the essence of humility in that book. And then my wanted story um, for all of you who have not felt wanted, remember that. And then my last story that Mm -hmm. I would love to share with you is for any of you who have ever felt abandonment, abandonment, Mm -hmm. so these are my words to you. So when I was uh, younger, my mother had multiple affairs. She cheated on my father. And one day when he was at work, she packed us all up and moved us from our home to an apartment next to a Metro train station so she, be, she could be close to the man she was having an affair with uh, and cheating with my dad. My dad was my lifeline. He was the only one who tucked me in bed, took me to church, prayed with us. He was my lifeline. So when we moved away, this feeling of abandonment was so strong, not because he abandoned me, but I just felt abandoned. I wanted my daddy so badly. And I'd cry myself to sleep every single day. Fast forward it to the day I went into the codependency treatment center. And I would go to the prayer chapel and do prayer and prayer and meditation every morning. And as I was in the prayer chapel, I heard a train go by. And as I heard it go by, <coughs> and I heard the whistle, I started to get mad. And I said, I hate train whistles. They reminded me of my dad not being there and when I felt abandoned. And God, no matter how many times I try to get close to you, I never feel like you'll always be there. And right in the middle of that prayer chapel, God said, Jill, your father never abandoned you. Your mother abandoned him. He always was there. You saw him every Sunday. He loved you unconditionally and so do i and i'll never abandon you if for this day forward every time you hear a train whistle remember that that's me telling you i love you and you'll never be abandoned from that moment on every single instance in my entire life of recovery was around a train whistle and so i went to treatment in a 500 acre place and right in the middle of doing PTSD treatment a train went by when i went to see a new therapist in a neighborhood with nothing i get into a treat i go to her house and pass a train tracks a train goes by i i want to retire i go to five states looking for a place to retire i come to branson looking for property I go out with a real realtor, I walk onto five different lots, I walk onto one lot. And as soon as I walk onto this lot, a train goes by. The next day I came back with the builders walked on the same five lots at a different time of the day. When I walked on that, that same lot the day before a train goes by. I looked at my husband, I said, we're building our house. On this lot. And every night between midnight and 3 a.m., the train goes by and God wakes me up and says, I told you I would never leave you.
0: Oh, what a powerful testimony of the goodness of God. Oh, my goodness. I love that. And I love the whistle there that you have at disposal. For any time that you are feeling unloved, I don't want anything like that comes on. You can grab that whistle and be a a constant reminder of his consistency and his love for you. What a beautiful testimony, Jill.
1: Thank you. So I just wanted to leave your audience with those those three stories of the essence of humility. You are wanted and you will never, ever be abandoned by God, ever.
0: Wow, that is so powerful. So I'm going to ask you at this time and you've already given us three really good keys, but if you could leave the audience with a key, whether it be a scripture or just a word of affirmation, whatever you feel the Holy Spirit is leading you to say right now.
1: Well, oh boy, there's a couple of slogans in A, to a that I've lived my life with. The one that will this the one is, look for the similarities in people's stories. Instead mm-hmm. of the difference, many times when you hear someone's story and they talk about trauma, you'll go, "Oh, they had it so bad, but my life wasn't that bad." You know, your story is your story. And think about Jesus when he walked the face of the earth, what did he do most, Maggie? He shared stories, accounts, and parables for what reason? Yes. so lives yes. could be transformed. So look for the similarities in people's stories instead of the difference. and, The other one is progress rather than perfection. Amen. Don't look for perfection. And the last one I'm going to say, and it it leads us into people who have a hard time, even when they go to vote, they think, oh, I hate this, this person. I hate this. I love the saying that says principles before personalities. Look for the principles of what people believe in, not the personalities of the person. So those are my different slogans that I absolutely love.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. What's your favorite scripture? Uh,
1: You know, I, I get bad with the addresses, but it's no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he'll provide a way out so you can stand up under it. Yes,
0: yes, that is powerful. And I hope you guys go back and re-listen to this testimony because, you know, she's walking out not only, you know, coming up on 40 years of addiction-free from drugs, but she also addressed her eating disorder. She also addressed her, um, uh, just the, the feeling of being abandoned and unwanted and all of this. She dealt with the root, basically. And every uh, addiction, it's not so much like, why did you start? It's like, where was the trauma? Where was the root? Where was the pain? Because everyone is trying to feel different. That's why they use. So this is a powerful, powerful testimony of the goodness of God who is there all along.
1: And, you know, I forgot to mention, if anyone wants to go to my website, I do offer transformational uh, coaching for this burden release work. So if anybody needs help to release burdens, I do that work as well. I forgot to mention that, Maggie.
0: That's important because many people that have come out on the other side, we pay it forward. We do. We actually step in to help others not have to go through all of the pain and anguish that we did for years whenever there is freedom available. You know, the Bible says that who the sun sets free is free indeed. But we have to facilitate receiving from God, receiving the healing, receiving the knowing that he is in control, not us. And I thank you so much for being here with us today, Jill. This has been a, such a great time.
1: Thank you for having me and everyone. Have a very, very blessed day and a Merry Christmas.
0: Absolutely. And listen, y'all go check out our website because there is other resources available and consider if you can't go in February, consider going to another workshop or whenever it fits into your schedule and get away and spend the time just, you know, allowing the Lord to just detox you from the world that we live in. So much stuff going on every day. And we will see you here next time on Keys to Your Best Life. God bless you guys. Bye bye.
1: influence of the media impacting your family? Are you
0: tired of your kids being bullied by the culture? Come and join us in lively discussion. Join the